Hi and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host Simran Jaspal. As promised, I am back with top 6 strategies on how to be gentle leaders. Or I would rather say how to discipline gently. Remember the time when your little one was a newborn? Newborns are so helpless and innocent that caring for them is an awesome task. And we always have this in our mind that a baby is new to this world and needs attention with every little thing. Then why do we forget this when they turn 2 or 3 or 6? Is it because the kids try to misbehave like when they know they should not do a certain thing but they still do it which as parents make us angry? If I talk about a toddler's age it is helpful to remember that most misbehavior at this age from dumping a glass of water on the floor to digging up house plants is all about experimenting and seeking independence. which are the crucial parts of your child's development however sometimes they can be doing these things intentionally but they often don't know right from wrong as parents it's our job to teach them gentle discipline means setting gentle consistent limits when you need to this brings me to my first strategy which is set limits a bit calmly yet firmly gently and if possible early It's always better to start early. Make situations as clear as possible for your kids. It will not only benefit them by knowing what is expected but also give you clarity and keep you on top of the situation. If you have listened to my previous episodes, you will remember the example of setting a limit on watching a TV show or a cartoon and how to handle it. Be aware that setting limits will come with a whole lot of negative reactions initially like crying, screaming or yelling. These are all emotional releases. Don't lose your cool. In fact, be a good listener, acknowledge, give a good reason. But this will not work if you're watching TV for long hours and that too in front of your kids. This reminds me of one of the queries I received where the kid tries to hit you or scream at you. In a typical situation you will try to either ignore him or get angry shout or maybe hit him back which is an absolute disaster don't do it how about this hold their hand and tell them this in an assertive way but in a relaxing voice i won't let you hurt me i see you're upset you can go to your room and hit your pillow but i won't let you hit me maintain composure even if they are exploding you will be surprised when they'll eventually settle into a routine with an understanding that you mean what you say and they're unable to rattle you number 2 on my list is listen listening is where love begins the magic an interesting way to hold your patience is to remember lad in bold letters what is lad Listen, acknowledge, but don't argue. Whenever you find your little ones expressing their opinions or disagreements, imagine these three bold letters blinking in your brain. Is it too dramatic? It's okay. Because when you listen to them, you'll understand their thoughts, hopes, dreams and their hurts and disagreements. And all these behaviors communicate underlying needs. In fact, your short answer along the lines of sincerity and wisdom could be thank you for your opinion but here's a plan. 
Number three on my list is introduce consequences. When I was little, the word consequence scared me. I sounded, uh, it sounded like a threat. And I remember whenever I tried to do the same thing that had a negative consequence, I would stop immediately. I hope you're getting my point here. The point is the importance to use this approach would only be in a critical or difficult situation depending upon the age group. A three-step approach that can work with all age groups and that is establish, warn and enforce. So yes, establish a rule, warn a consequence whenever your child is about to break the rule and if he ignores the threat immediately enforce the consequence. You need to brainstorm and write a few for yourself as every one of us have different environments at home and different age group of kids. I will fit this in a situation for you which happened with me. I have a two-year-old son and he stands and starts jumping on the bed. He always remind, I always remind him that uh, the rule that standing on jumping on the bed is not safe. Initially, he would not listen, which is expected. So I told him about the consequence that he can fall on the floor and get hurt badly. He ignored it. And one day I just held him and pretended to put him on the floor as if he's falling down. Now, it took a while to sink in this rule, but eventually he's figured out a better way to follow the rule and without compromising much on his entertainment. So now he sits and jumps on our spring mattress. <laughs> when I say warn the consequence, be mindful of your warning approach. We are practicing mindful parenting here. Number four, say no without saying the word. How would you feel if you're told off directly? Not pleasant at all, isn't it? Save this word for emergency situations like when someone could get hurt or if your child's safety is at stake, if he runs out on a street or reaches a hot oven door. What can you do or say in a situation where your toddler is constantly picking and throwing a heavy object or a toy on the floor? Probably a toy bus. It's noisy and it's irritating. What would you do? Well, first, I would just tell him that we throw the ball, darling, not the bus. The bus moves like this on the wheels. If that doesn't help, I will pick up the ball and start throwing and bouncing it. This will immediately distract him as well as empathize with what he was feeling. Children trust their parents and when parents cause them pain, it's very confusing for them. So it's utterly essential to be mindful and use these strategies intelligently. Number five, most kids crave their parents' attention and this happens mostly when the parents are on phone. Kids are willing to do anything to get their attention. Ignore them intentionally. It's your best bet, believe me. Giving attention or giving uh, or even getting angry will only reinforce their behavior and try to save less urgent calls for nap time. That is my advice. Number six, last but not the least, gratitude. Gratitude is an attitude. We often start with, our, with the magic word, thank you. But teaching our kids to be grateful involves them with just more than thank you. Openly appreciate your kids. Tell them what you like about them. 
Thank them for the things they do is a surefire way of inspiring an attitude of gratitude in their little hearts. Praise them when they brush their teeth without being told. Even you can give them a pat on their back when they make their bed and probably clean their room. Connect with your child so that they start listening to you. Alter your behavior because action speaks louder than words. Show your kids what you want them to be. It's not difficult. You just have to be yourself with them, a better version of you. Kids are full of love and all that they need is love. Return to childhood with them. I hope these strategies will help you tackle some of the situation with a broader perspective. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more till then. Bye.